All right, welcome to Sports with a Cuppa. I'm Jonathan. Cheers. Cup of tea this time, not coffee. It's a little late for that, and I'm not in the mood for decaf. All right. Week one NFL re- react. Not a whole lot uh, shocking happened. 49ers look strong. Brock Purdy looked good. The Rams look like they might be back. We'll see. I'm a little disappointed with the Seahawks and Geno Smith. I was hoping they would be a little bit better than what they were. Especially how last season went. But it's nice to see the Rams kind of getting back to that, I want to say Super Bowl form because it's only week one. But they did look good. Patriots played hard against Philly. Made it a game. Philly didn't look that good, but played last night against the Vikings. Offense looked okay. They ran the ball really well, but it was still a close game. So I don't know if Philly maybe maybe the losses, they didn't have a lot of losses, but they had some losses on defense and free agency. I wonder if that's hurting them. Maybe a little Super Bowl hangover. It's going to take them a couple of weeks to get that rhythm back and get that motivation going. Maybe they've been listening to pundits a little too much, saying it's their conference to lose. Who knows? But every team that did well last year, except for 49ers, have struggled so far. So they're not alone. But let's get right into the main two stories. Cowboys 40 nothing thumping of the Giants and Aaron Rodgers. Start with the Cowboys. Defense was otherworldly. Like that was amazing. It was so bad that even Chris Collinsworth couldn't that he just had nothing else to say. It was that bad for New York. And if this is the defense we're gonna see all year. Wow. Just just wow. But that also strengthens my argument I made prior to the game. You cannot waste this defense with a quarterback that can't get it done. But let's talk about that quarterback. Because they're starting a newer offense. Mike McCarthy's calling the plays. It's West Coast, Texas Coast offense, whatever you want to call it. I mean, and I think most of us are familiar with that kind of offense. It's short passes, it's quick passes, it's designed to be efficient, long drives, low turnovers. And that's exactly how it went. Would have liked to have seen more touchdowns, but to Dak's credit, and in his defense, he had like two or three touchdown passes dropped, just straight dropped. Good looking passes on time, on target, dropped. But overall, he only threw 24 times. Didn't really have to throw a lot because the defense and special teams were just crushing it. But, you know, no touchdowns, but no turnovers and no sacks. Huge, huge progress. People are going to look at that and be like, ah, oh, man, he, he's not putting up numbers. He's not putting up numbers. They won 40 to nothing. He doesn't need to put up numbers. And... Looking at this Cowboys team, 
he doesn't need to be Tom Brady, Drew Brees, Peyton Manning, putting up 300-plus yards a game. He needs to be Trent Dilfer. That's right. I'm going back 20 years to Baltimore. Win on your defense. Make the quarterback take care of the ball. That's all he needs to do. Game management. Take care of the damn ball. And that's what he did in week one. Took care of it. That what well, is that enough to win you the Super Bowl in this era? Probably not. At some point, he is going to have to put up some numbers. He's going to have to make some special plays downfield. And they're there. The opportunities will be there. CD Lamb is too damn fast not to give a couple of those once in a while. But Dak will eventually have to make some winning plays, some game-winning drives. And the the West Coast offense will allow him to do that, but when you're in a pinch, when you don't have the time to put that kind of drive together, he's going to have to be able to make plays downfield. So we'll see what he's capable of going forward. But, like I said, if that's the defense we're going to see all year, that's a Super Bowl defense. Period. Now moving to their Week 2 opponent, the Jets, Jets, Bills, Monday night, super hyped. Four plays in, Rodgers goes down, tears his Achilles. He's done for the year. We know this. But I think what's more impressive out of that game was Brees Hall. Ten rushes for 127 yards. Granted, one of those was an 83-yard run. But overall, and then Cook had another 33 yards on top of that. So you're talking about 150, 160 rushing, rushing yards on Buffalo. Buffalo's a good squad. Super Bowl contender. Now, I'm not saying Zach Wilson's going to take the Jets to the Super Bowl this year. They're probably more than likely not. But... This does make some things, I think, harder for the Jets going forward. Um, I mean, obviously, the old line is going to have to be improved. But now, are you going to get a good, a real good barometer on the the receiving core? Because now you got Wilson throwing to him, and you already know he's not the guy. You gave him his chance; he's not the guy. Could he be better this time around with a new chance? Maybe, but we'll see. But I didn't think the Jets were going to compete for a Super Bowl this year. I thought year two would be the year after figuring out what they needed, filling holes in the draft and free agency. But now it's like, can they still get that same reading without Rodgers there? For most positions, they probably can, but... It puts a little more pressure on the defense because now you can't trust the offense. And if they're not on the field putting up points, yeah, it, it makes things a little harder for everybody. And then this morning on ESPN, Greenberg wants them to go get Kirk Cousins. Um, I disagree. I don't think they make any move. You already gave up a bunch of assets to get Rodgers. Don't, don't give up more to bring in a quarterback that's never won anything. And you're basically bringing him in for a year. Because Rodgers is coming back. That's the one lucky thing about this injury happening 
early in the season like this is that he'll be back. Yeah, and it's interesting that, you know, we had two Achilles injuries in week one. So I had to ask my sister-in-law, who's a doctor, is this bad luck? Did they not, is there something they should have been doing in the off season? And, you know, it, I mean, it's really interesting what can happen with the Achilles, you know, calf muscles could play a problem. Diet. I, I don't think diet was a problem for these guys. I mean, these are millionaire professional athletes that have nutritionists and dietitians. I, I think they eat properly. Maybe they uh, don't get enough collagen or vitamin C. Who knows? But maybe they need to do more yoga, like she said. But I just found it interesting that you had one a running back who you can understand Hard running, hard cuts. You can understand an injury like that, but Rodgers, quarterback that doesn't really move. Just to me, that was just for him, that's just more unlucky than anything else. But if, but I believe that if this had happened like week eight, week nine, I think you, we could be talking about Aaron Rodgers retiring. If he was still in Green Bay, I think he would have renounced his retirement yesterday. But I think the Jets, the plan with the Jets was always going to be a two, three year plan. Get in there year one, get comfortable, build the system, figure out what you need. Year two, fill the holes, go compete, and see what happens from there. So don't waste assets going in a quarterback. Just ride with what you've got because you really don't have a choice. And he's coming back. So now we have a week two matchup that's lost a lot of zip. Lost lost that hype. But it does create an air of a trap game. Yeah, the Cowboys who were prepped or prepping for Rodgers, hyped to play against Rodgers, now he's out. Now you might... I don't want to say lose motivation, maybe. But they could look be looking past them. Which they really shouldn't, because if you look past them, it's the Cardinals and they suck. Let's just be honest. So, this has the makings of a trap game. Uh, to be honest, I would not be surprised if the Jets got the ball first, went down, scored. Just to wake the Cowboys' defense up. And it's one of those things also where you know the Jets are rallying around each other now. You lose your star player, you rally. We see it in all the other sports. Star player goes down, team rallies. Maybe they rattle off a few wins. Who knows? Not saying the Jets are going to go you know, 4-0, 5-0 to start the season, but you know they're going to play hard. They're going to rally around each other. But the Cowboys are the perfect team to bring them back to reality. Zach Wilson can run, but he's definitely more of a pocket passer than uh, Daniel Jones. So, go get him. Just go get the man. That defense should feast, but be wary of that run game. 160 yards combined with their top two runners is no joke. 
And Zach Wilson still has a decent arm. But if the Cowboys play 80% of how they played against the Giants, they should take care of the Jets, no problem. Uh, but again, need, we don't need to see a whole lot more out of Dak. I'd like to see a couple of touchdowns. He's not even on my fantasy team. I'd still like to see a couple of touchdowns from him. You know, connect with CD, connect with Ferguson, something like that. Just get, get, see a few drives, just some old school West Coast offense drives. Pollard looked well, 70 yards rushing. So just a little bit more efficient. You know, I think he was like 13 of 24. You know, I'd like to see maybe 15, 16 out of 24 or something like that. Just a little bit more, but continue taking care of the ball. If we can get through week three, week four, no interceptions, I'd be really excited about that. The 49ers are very, very good, so I wouldn't doubt an interception in that game. But these first few weeks, you should be able to take care of the ball. Speaking of trap games, there's a college football trap game we need to watch out for, and that's UT Wyoming. UT goes into Alabama, plays a hell of a game, gets the biggest win in probably almost 20 years. Now you got Wyoming. Not a big time football powerhouse, not ranked. This has all the makings of a letdown game. And this is going to be a real test of the mental makeup of this UT team. Because you, you played really well against Alabama. There were some stretches where you didn't look that great, but at the end, you made all the plays on both sides of the ball to win the game. But now it's like, if you revert to week one UT, you're going to have a letdown at some point. And you're not in a position like, Alabama is where you can drop a game or two and still make the damn playoff. You lose one game, you're you're done, you're going to the Hawaii Bowl. Okay? You want to make the playoff, you got to get nasty. Stealing from coach pop as usual. You got to get nasty and go and thump every team you play now. Nobody's going to be better than what you just faced in Alabama. Go and kill everybody cuz you have to leave no doubt. You have to leave no doubt in the minds of the people voting on the playoffs that you deserve to be one of the top four. Are we... The way is it expanding this year? I can't remember if they're expanding this year or not. But either way, you need to prove that you belong up there. That's by killing everybody you're supposed to and then beating any ranked opponent that comes in your way. Oklahoma, Kansas State, whatever. Don't have a letdown against Wyoming or Houston or Baylor don't you can't do that you can't afford it you're not bama you can't afford it but the other interesting thing was it was the first time quinn years has thrown a touchdown pass over 20 yards what what kind of crap is that but i hope it's the first of many that he gets he's got the receiving core xavier worthy is ridiculous another cd lamb right there But they look strong. You know, if you can beat Bama, you can beat just about anybody. 
but you've got to have the mental focus. you got to treat every game going forward like it's Alabama. Just pretend they're wearing crimson red over there and beat whoever's in front of you like that. Formula One's in Singapore this weekend. New track layout. Really like it. I'm looking forward to hitting it on the game, F123. So, last time I talked a little bit about Helmut Marco and the remarks he made about Checo. Saying he lacks focus because he's South American. I'm paraphrasing. Um, first off, he's not South American. He's from Mexico. That's in North America. So, if you're going to be racist, I mean... Geez, at least get some of at least get one fact right. The only fact you're trying to use, you gotta get that right. Now you're a racist and a moron. Uh, I believe he the Red Bull suspended him, but I'm not a hundred percent. I can't really get confirmation on that. I didn't hear anything during the practice sessions this morning. The FIA gave him a written warning, which is the softest crap I've ever heard. Lewis Hamilton was absolutely right that it's unacceptable what he said and more should be done. But, I mean, he should be suspended for the rest of the season at least. But, I mean, he uh, he's... There's just certain people out there that you just know are POSs. And he's definitely one. Like, you can be brilliant and still be a POS. I mean, that's 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 true. That's, that's fact. Plenty of people out there that are brilliant, but they're POSs. Ah, excuse me. But, you know, Checo taking the high road like he always does. And, you know, Red Bull still conducting business as usual. Didn't look that great in practice. Should be fine in qualifying, but Ferraris look fast. They were fast last year in Singapore, too, and then they didn't do anything in qualifying. But with this new track layout, I think there's less chances for those mistakes. Especially in that third sector. Lando Norris showed signs of being fast in P1. Mercedes is kind of hanging around up there. So hopefully we get a mixed up grid. That'd be cool early 7 a.m. race on Sunday, so it'd be nice to have some excitement wake me up. But, yeah, so let's see how UT does tomorrow. See how week, the rest of week two in the NFL goes. And be back next week with some react, unless something major happens. So thanks for listening. Follow the show on Twitter. It's official uh, ah, sports, with a, sports with a Cup of Official Pod and Instagram coming soon.